Well, good morning. <clears throat> this is Dwayne. Hope you're doing well. Today is uh, March the 29th, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to begin just a short uh, Devo uh, each morning that I can. Uh, I'll be traveling tomorrow. I'll be traveling Thursday, but I still might be able to do it on my iPhone or something. But anyway, seven reasons uh, for right division, and um, I'm going to give you one of them this morning. Um Let's see, let me pull it up here. All right, seven reasons for right division. Uh, the Bible must be rightly divided in order for it to make sense and not contradict. Second um, Peter chapter two, verse number fifteen encourages us to rightly divide. So, a lot of folks aren't used to hearing that term, right division or right dividers, but it's a biblical one. Uh, because the Bible uses that word. Um, you know, what's interesting is, you know, folks folks who reject dispensationalism do so many times because they say the Bible doesn't talk about it, yet the word dispensation is found in the Bible twice. Uh, but anyway, 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself proved unto God, <clears throat> a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing, the word of truth. And that word rightly dividing um, literally means to cut straight. Uh, and again, I've said this before, it's not dividing truth from error, which is the way that I have always just kind of assumed um, I've been taught that it means. It doesn't. It means dividing truth from truth. There is a truth for the nation that is not for the body of Christ and vice versa. So you got to separate those. You got to cut them straight. You have to rightly divide them. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's what we need to be doing. The reason the church is in so much trouble now, the reason there's so many schisms and isms and denominations is because we don't rightly divide. We build whole denominations on what happened in Acts chapter number 2. When what happened in Acts chapter number two, if you rightly divide it, was not about the body of Christ. Um, so when I say rightly divide, what I mean is you need to ask yourself questions as you're reading the Bible. You need to ask yourself, who wrote this? Who was the writer? Uh, who was he writing to? And what did the audience understand it to mean when they read it? That is right division. You have to answer those questions because if you don't, you're going to end up reading someone else's mail and thinking it's for you. And the problem is when you do that, you are going to end up with things that do not make sense and things that contradict uh, for example, I just finished a study um, a few weeks ago called God's Timeline. And in that study, I, I, I gave some examples. Paul said in Romans 3.28, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is that a true statement? Yes, that is a true statement. Okay. 
A man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. True statement. In Galatians 2.16, he says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. True statement. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. True statement. Acts 13.39 And by him all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. True statement. But then James says, Ye see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Is that a true statement? It is true. It is true. But you got to ask yourself, who wrote it? Paul ministered to the body of Christ. He was the apostle to the Gentiles. He ministered the grace gospel, the ministry of reconciliation. James, he ministered to the nation of Israel, the kingdom gospel, still under the law. Peter also, like James, then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but every nation, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted by him. So again, Peter and James were of the twelve, and they ministered to the nation of Israel the kingdom gospel, which was still under the law. And Paul was not. He was a minister to the Gentiles. So again, if you don't ask those questions, if you don't rightly divide, if you don't cut it straight, you're going to end up with, it, with something that doesn't make sense and something that contradicts. So this right division is a cardinal rule for interpreting the whole of the Bible. If you neglect this rule or a faulty use of this rule, you will inevitably find yourself confused. In 1 Corinthians uh, 14.33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches. So if you're confused, it might be because you're not rightly dividing. It is essential, right division is essential because of God's two distinct purposes that are found in the Bible. He's, he's speaking to the na he's either speaking to the nation of Israel or he's speaking of the mystery, the Gentile, the body of Christ. And the purpose concerning Israel and the world according to prophecy. So when he's speaking to the nation of Israel, it's prophetic. And Israel, their whole God called Abraham out of Earth, Chaldees. He, he made him promises that they would be blessed, that, you know, he raised up David, um, prophesied that a Messiah would come and, and bring in a kingdom. And God would use them to reach the nations. All that's part of the prophetic program that was to and for the nation of Israel. 
now his purpose concerning the Gentiles in this present age is according to the mystery that was revealed to Paul. And when we confuse these two um, programs, that's when we get into contradiction. That's when we get into um, just murky waters. God doesn't want us to confuse these two purposes. Okay, He has very graciously given us the key for a proper understanding of this. And again, I covered this in detail in God's timeline. We have to separate time past, but now, and ages to come. Uh, and I showed you guys this graph when we were teaching through it. Time past, this is when God dealt exclusively with the nation of Israel. Uh, it was all about the calling of Abraham out of the Gentiles, promises given to him, <clears throat> the birth of the nation, the rise of the earthly kingdom under the, the, Jew, the Israeli kings, the promises that a Messiah would come and uh, a... a uh, the kingdom would be restored, an earthly, physical, fraternal kingdom, not a spiritual one that everybody blabber, blathers about today. A physical, earthly, <laughs> fraternal kingdom. And John the Baptist came proclaiming that that Messiah was coming. Jesus came. He raised up the 12. They proclaimed that kingdom, if the nation would repent. And of course, they crucified their Messiah. Okay, But he rose again the third day. And God used the apostle Peter to present the kingdom to them. <clears throat> In the gospels, it was all repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Not here, at hand. Well, the kingdom was presented officially by the Apostle Peter, and the nation rejected it. Uh, they didn't listen to Peter. They stoned Stephen. And then Israel fell into what we call, they, they, they fell away, the diminishing. And God raised up the Apostle Paul. And that is the but now period when we rightly divide the word of truth. That is when God is dealing with the Gentiles in the mystery, which was not seen in the Old Testament. But one day, God is going to take the church out in what we call the rapture. And God is once again going to deal exclusively with the nation of Israel. So again, the Bible has to be rightly divided between time past, but now, and ages to come, as we have seen in our God's timeline study from the verses in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11, 12, 13, and 7. We have to rightly divide the word of truth. Reason number one, the Bible must be rightly divided in order for it to make sense and not contradict. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Remember, he loves you. He wants the best for you. He's working all things out for our good.